This is the Straight from the Net podcast with Jamie and Danielle. We say bad words and talk about inappropriate things that you may not want your coworkers, small children, or the easily offended to hear. Listener discretion is advised. everybody, it's another episode of the Straight from the Net podcast. I'm Danielle. Hi, I'm Jamie. The date is November. <laughs> <laughs> November 17th? Yeah. And there's a hurricane of brewing outside. I don't know what is happening, but I was I left our boss's house. It was sunshine. I got to Salem Church Road and the skies opened up. It was sideways rain. The winds were terrible. Oh, you poor thing. You came in, your glasses were all like right? attacked <laughs> with the rain. I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> But the good thing about it, I was riding through your neighborhood, and because I missed, it was so bad, I missed my turn coming yeah. off Salem Church Road. I had to go all the way down, and I turned up, like, the back way. Okay. Across from Cleveland. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I rode through your neighborhood, and there wasn't people walking. So wow. I, I wasn't, like, worried I was going to hit anybody for the first time. There were some people walking this morning. I right. was like, oh, I God. went a whole 15 miles an hour in your neighborhood instead of the usual 10. Well, what I don't understand is... There's people walking from the same household by themselves with masks on. I don't know, but they're about to shut down the whole world again. Yeah, we're getting ready to get shut down again. Oh, before we get to that, though, I kind of thought sometimes we have, like, new listeners and things like that, and they're just like, well, who the hell are these people? So I thought we'd give them a quick rundown again that Jamie and I have known each other since we were, like, six years old. Long, long time. Yeah, we've been. Long, long time ago. I know. And we've been friends for Ed's. And we just thought, we're kind of funny, and we want to do a podcast because everybody else is doing it, so why can't we do it? So that's why we did, but we've been friends forever. I'm more of, like, the um, conservative sort of Republican-y kind of person, and she is more of the liberal democrat kind of person. I am. And yet, we don't kill each other. No, no. And I we get along kind of well. I fucking love this bitch. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, we just I kill, kill I kill a bitch for her. her I know. Republican ass. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we thought that we would tell you a little bit about who we are and we do our podcast and we, the podcast is specifically about what we see in our timelines, which is like articles, things that people have posted. We don't really spill too much tea. What do you mean? We don't like, if we see like, like controversial type shit with our friends and stuff, we haven't, we don't really do that, but it's like, you know, the stuff that we get on our timelines that are silly and crazy and I don't know, we, we kind of run the gambit on everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of who we are. So if you're new to us, like, thank you for joining us. Welcome. And I know that everybody's doing it, but not everybody has a radio show. I know. It's so true. <laughs> we do have a radio show. Uh, and you know what? I want to say hello to Ireland. We saw Ireland's out again. For some reason, y'all keep listening to our podcast. You know we're talking about your asses, and you still haven't sent us right. anything. Like, hey, my name is Connor. I'm <laughs> six foot two, red hair, green eyes. Own a pub. I know. Single. <laughs> I'm like, we see that Look, you're out there. Looking to marry a, a middle-aged portly lady. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? South Africa's in there, too. Oh. Yeah, South what? Africa listens all the time. And Belgium. Belgium. Yeah. I love their waffles. I love your waffles. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> They're like, this is why we don't write in. Because you guys are just... You have no class. Because you just stereotype the Irish yeah. and the Belgium. I know. Well, you know what? The only thing you didn't know was go, well, do you, um, what do they say? Do you plant potatoes? Um, oh, Ireland. They totally do. Yeah. But so we just wanted to say that we see you out there listening. Thank you. And some of our bigger states, believe it or not, 
is like, well, not bigger states, but bigger cities is like Elfman. Elfman's a big one for us. Mm-hmm. The Elfman folk love us. I don't know if we should be happy or not about that, depending. I, I mean, mean, if you're the, from Elfman, everybody has a different feel. The Elfman people are my people. They're, you know what? They can be my people sometimes too when I'm in a certain mood. but thank you guys so much for listening and Middletown is coming in strong too lots of people from Middletown and of course Newark but Newark's where we're from right so just everybody who's listening we want to give a quick shout out thank you guys so much you know for listening to us that was Jamie's phone you'll hear that at least once or twice yeah it's always with Jamie's phone it's always going on actually let me turn mine down before I'm talking shit and then it's gonna be my (laughs) turn so today we had to well I had to take the kids over for a Rona test Oh, did they get the nose or the mouth? The nose. Well, we were going to go to one of our local ERs here was doing like a whole thing. And we went to go over there and people were lined up around the freaking block. And I was like, oh, hell's to the gnaw. So right down the road, we have this place called the Hudson Center. And it has like, you know, it's like a service center with the government. It's social services. Social services. Yeah. And they have like a clinic in there and stuff. Which I never knew they had a clinic in there. I was like, oh, I'm like, I remember when I was, when the kids were very, very little um, you know, we were poor as shit and had, I think we were on even with Medicaid at the time and I couldn't go to my doctor because we had Medicaid for the shots. We had to go to Hudson Center to get their shots back then. Yeah. When we were That's little. how long it was ago. Well, my kids had to go there. Oh, well, I remember. They don't do it now. I remember but. when I was little, um, they had that little playroom and I would go and play in the playroom while my mom, um, applied for services, services. and things like that. Yeah, so we, I was like, we're going to go. on the welfare. I, yeah, we And there's no shame in that, people. Too. Please believe us. There is no shame in that. If yeah, we've need, all had our issues If you up need and the down. fucking help, then by all means, get the fucking help. Yeah, right? make sure that, you know, your bellies have food and you have a, you know, roof and you're warm, but. And you have health um, insurance. Because yeah, and you have health insurance important. because, oh my God. But, well, yeah, so we went over there to do the rona testing today. Now, my oldest son woke up with a head cold and then the youngest one now has the head cold. And I'm like, oh, and God. And so, kids have the cooties. Yeah, I'm like, so there's this head cold that's going around. Well, so my oldest called into work and was like, look, I actually don't feel terrible. Like, I can take some medicine and come to work if you want. And they're like, absolutely not. you got to stay home. Go get a Rona test. And don't come back until, you know, you get it. Right. So here's my poor son going, okay, well, now I'm getting, like, an uninspected vacation, you know, or whatever. And then my young, my middle, well, my youngest, he's going back to school. And they won't let him go back to school. Well, now they're getting ready to close the fucking state down again. But he was supposed to go back to school. And he can't go without a Rona test either. So I'm like, well, let's just go over there and get it done. And I'll even go with you. And, and I'll get one too, just, you know, because I'm with you guys. So if there's anything brewing, I need to know too, right? Right. So we go over there and I had no idea how they're going to do it. I was like, they don't like put it in the back of your face, do they? Because, you know, before it was like, it tickled your brain. Like they went so far up. And they said, no, we don't do it like that anymore. It just goes right past your nose hairs. And like, you know, you're going to sneeze. It'll probably make your eyes water. I was like, but that's it. And they make you do it to yourself. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I didn't expect that. I was waiting for somebody else to shove it up there. Jonathan shoved it up so far, snot came out with it. And she goes, oh, you got a, you got a good one. Ew. That's I would have thrown up. I would have thrown up everywhere. Well, then he starts sneezing and cough, and all the snot comes out of his face. Oh, God. And he was like, I need a tissue. And I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, it's like snot a source Rex coming out of his face. And I'm like, oh, my God. But in the middle time, I'm like trying to do my nose, too. And I'm like, I'm like sneezing and having it. And I'm like, ugh. Because it's the tickliest feeling you've ever felt. And so I'll, like, try to – and he's just snotting all over the place. And then Christopher's just, like, you know, doing his thing. And he sneezed once and he was fine. So it, like, went ran down the gamut, like, way too much. And then me with Jonathan and then me, like, you know, intermediary, like, you know, acting a fool. And then Christopher was just fine. Like, it was just so funny. And so with Jonathan, she was like, oh, you got a good one. Look. With all that snot. Your kids are sick. 
I left Kathy's today, and her daughter had a fever, and I swear to all that is fucking holy. <laughs> I know. I better not get sick, because our boss gives zero fucks. Oh, yeah. No. She's going to be like, I, oh, you mean you got corona, and you have 103 temperature, and um, you can't breathe? It's oh, a good I'm thing sorry. you work from home. Go, you work from home. You'll be fine. Look, she told me, when I remember when I got exposed to COVID, and I had to go get the test? Yeah. She was like, um, you're still coming to work, right? Because I don't believe in COVID. Oh. Did she say she doesn't believe yep. in COVID? I don't, I don't remember her ever saying that she doesn't believe it. I oh. think she thinks it's, like, ridiculous. That no, it's like, she told it's, me. It's a flu. That's what she told me. Yeah, she said it's a flu. Like, this is ridiculous what they're doing. It's a flu. She's like, I believe it's there, but I don't believe, you know, it's that. Yeah. I know. And now they're getting ready to shut everybody down again. So I looked at Bruce and I was like, look. I was like, as long as my test is fine and everything, which I'm pretty sure it will be. I mean, I'm not. I'm fine. But um, wouldn't that be fucked up, though, if it came back and it said it's positive? Like, you lying motherfuckers. I'm like, I haven't been around anybody. I've never leave this out. But um, I was like, this weekend, if they're going to shut everything down. Remember before they gave us, like, a couple days and they gave mm. us to the weekend and then they, it was like, okay, all bets are off. Come the following Monday. I'm like, we're going out this weekend. We are going out and partying. Yeah. I mean, we have Dave's funeral, yeah. like, memorial service. I have to do the boards today, too. Like, I have to go and get on Walgreens and, and make the board, picture right. boards. But I, I really would like to go out and like, if I'm, we're not going to go out, then maybe we can have some people over or something and we'll do like the thing that we did last time. Because last time they said four to six weeks or six to eight weeks and they lied. Yeah, they're saying it's to the beginning of the year this year. And I'm I like, know, which is only six weeks away. But really, I'm like, look, so there's like, Christmas and like, this is the worst time. They're trying to prevent us from having people around at the holidays so we don't spread it to everybody. Yeah. So, I mean, I I get it to a certain extent, but it's like, oh my God, people are fucking over it. Yeah, I am over it and I'm not going to not have Thanksgiving with my family and I'm not going to not celebrate Christmas with my family. Yeah. And if I get arrested for it, so fucking be it. That's where I'm at with that right now because... And it sounds like what are you supposed to do? As shitty as this year has been. Yeah, I know. With the deaths, with the fucking heartaches, Mm -hmm. with everything that happened. No. No. You're not fucking taking away my holidays. You're not doing it. I'm already, you already, because of COVID, I already can't do Toys for Tots. I didn't get to do Zombie Prom. Right. I didn't get to do the charity work that I like to do this year. So, therefore, you all can suck it. Well, you didn't really want to do the charity this year. You wanted to take a break this year. Because from well, everything. I, I you always, needed a break. I always say I want to take a break, and then I never take a break. Yeah. And it was, I do the it same was different thing. when I said, oh, I'm going to not do it. But now that I was told I can't do it, now you want to do now it? Now I'm like, what You're the like fuck? a little child. You, you tell him. <laughs> Are you going to tell no You're not to. the boss of me. Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, speaking of boss. I'm listening. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I don't even know how that works, but I'm just going to do it anyway. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't really work in a way, but we're doing it anyway. That's fine. My, it's just, I suck at that today. This um, is a story all about how Danielle's segue got flipped upside down. I know. <laughs> like, my segue just kind of sucked, but I was like, we got to get started. It's fine. So they're doing a, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air is doing a reunion and they're putting it on HBO Max. Right. And I'm very excited about it. And the trailer actually looks freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, Oh, my God. Like, I actually really want to watch it. I'm just disappointed that it's going to be on HBO freaking Max. You know, Lori has HBO Max. So she does? So, we were talking about um, watching a few things on HBO Max. There's a lot of great shows on HBO Max that I haven't got a chance to watch. We just finished watching um, The Queen's Gambit on Netflix. Netflix, yeah. And I, I, I've gone through it, like, when you're scrolling through the menu. I've always stopped, and I've, I've reread the information on it, and I'm like, really, chess? Ugh. Really, yeah. chess? 
But it's so much more than that. And it's a really good show. Like, me and Lori binged it. We finished it in two days. It was that good. Well, I just finished up Bates Motel. And that was really good. I mean, exceptionally good. Uh-huh. And I'm so mad at myself for that. It was very well done. Yeah. Well, what's her, her name? Vera Mintevica? I don't know. What, the mom in it. And I like her because she's actually in The Conjuring, too. Like, she's actually a really great actress. Yeah. She's very good. Um, but in this in this show, she was really good. But Freddie Highmore, holy shitballs. Like, he's the good doctor now, apparently. Yes, he's so good. Have oh you watched God. The Good Doctor? No, I haven't watched it. I haven't lined up yeah. to ever pay attention to. So good. Like, eventually, I would like to pay so attention to good. it. So good. It comes on a Monday. My, I haven't watched it, like, in two seasons because I, I never how, watched anything. how busy I've been. Yeah. But it, it, my TV still reminds me every Monday, Good Doctor's coming on. Well, I don't really watch TV anymore unless it's Judge Judy. Like, Judge Judy is the only thing I watch. And then at nighttime, we fall asleep to, like, TBS or something. But for the most part, it's just Netflix. So I'm at a point where I'm like, I, now that Judge Judy is going to be off the air, I think I'm just going to go and get well, HBO I, Max and then drop cable when I can drop cable. I actually picked up a book and started reading a book. Which, what the hell? Right, hell freezed I, over. No, I used to read all the time. Like, that used to be my pastime. Like, I would sit and Ron would watch TV and Katie would do whatever she wanted. And, and it's been a long time since you've read a book. Right. And I would just sit and read books after book after book. Yeah. So, I haven't read a book in a really long time. And I have a customer on Fridays that comes to On Rocks. And he was reading this book. It was, oh, shit. I forget. I even forget what it's called. But the book itself... Um, have you ever heard of the show Dead Like Me? Dead Like Me? It sounds kind of like it would so be familiar. So it was back in like early 2000s, late 90s. It was about this girl who got like hit in the head with a toilet seat that fell from the sky and then she became a grim reaper. Oh God, I totally want that. That is amazing. You, you can probably find it on Hulu. You think so? Oh yeah. Um, But it's called Dead Like Me. I think it lasted like two or three seasons. Really great show. So this Well, book, I can't do Hulu anymore because Katie doesn't do Hulu now. I was pirating her shit. Oh, do you need the new password? I'll get you the new password. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, um, Katie. <laughs> like, just, t- you know, I make all this money and then I'm pirating her bullshit from Hulu. Poor Katie and her so, husband. Um, I'm like the worst. So I, this book is actually the the inspiration for this TV show that I really like. Okay. So I'm, I'm reading this book and it's really good. And I'm just, I'm excited the fact that I'm... I'm into reading again. Like, yeah, Lori, Lori watches TV, and then she goes upstairs and she reads. Right. And she reads in bed, and that's how she falls asleep. Right. I can't read in bed. Um, so, I'm reading now. I'm reading a book. I'm reading a book, people. I want to read a book, too. I still have Midnight Sun. I still have that one. And I'm, I, I started reading some of it one night when I was in the tub, but I pretty much worked until 9 and 10 o'clock at night, every night. Like, it doesn't stop. Like, no joke. Like, even my, like my mom I love that Danielle's like, still a 14-year-old girl, and she's like, Twilight! I love Twilight. Yes, I love Twilight. I will always love Twilight. When they come on, I still watch them. Oh, I think they're awful. If they come on, I, like, if it's on a weekend where I'm actually like, you know what, fuck this shit, I'm not working today, because I, I need a, I need a timeout. Like, it, it just happened not too long ago when I was watching them. But anyway, um... So that one's good, but the Fresh Prince of Reunion, I'm actually thinking about, it's like, I want to do HBO Max, but it's like, there's all this crap on there. It's got like a lot of good stuff on there, like a lot of good movies and things. And I have Disney, and I was going to get rid of Disney, but the kids are loving that thing with the baby Yoda. The the Mandalorian. Mandalorian or something. Mm -hmm. Because I guess they just came out with a new season of the Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. So the kids are watching that. So now I'm like, I can't get rid of the freaking Mandalorian. 
or the the Disney, but I'm like, they have so many things now. But I'm like, HBO Max looks pretty good. So HBO Max, uh, Lori really likes it. Um, we're gonna watch a couple things on it, so I'll let you know if it's worth it. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that though. When Lori the got Prince it free with her cell phone. Like oh, she had a cell phone, they gave her free HBO Max. Per well, year. I guess if I ever get to see it, I'll let you guys know what I think of it. The Fresh Prince, because as soon as that comes out, there everybody's gonna be talking about it because it looks like it's gonna be so good. Uh, speaking of something that is so good. So good. I got it. Oh, boy. So the Sons of Guns N' Roses, Slash's son, Metallica, and Stone Temple Pilots have formed a band. That is amazing. It says the Sons of Guns N' Roses guitarist Slash, Metallica bassist Robert Trujillo, and Stone Temple Pilots Scott Whelan have formed a band together and Ultimate Classic Rocks. Reports that the band Suspect, the band's called Suspect 208, has just released its first debut single, and it's called Long Awaited. I wonder if it's any good. I I can play it at the end, but... Oh, okay. Suspect 208 drummer London Hudson is Slash's 18-year-old son. Slash's last name is Hudson? Mm-hmm. It feels weird when you hear it now, Slash Hudson. He announced the release <laughs> on Instagram with a photo of himself along Ty Trujillo and Noah Wylan. And guitarist Nico <coughs> Nico Sangerius, who does not appear to be related to any famous mar- rock star. <laughs> He's just some normal dude. He said, we got more shit coming soon, too. He promised. We got more shit coming. Oh, my god! Ty Trujillo played bass in corn when he was just 12 years old. And <gasps> oh Hudson god. and Sangerius are childhood friends whose band classes, who were in band classes together. Um... And they opened for Slash at the Hollywood Palladium, Pallad- Palladium? last mm-hmm. year. Um, Noah Whelan, who was almost 20, is the oldest member of the band. And it says, check out their song below. So here is the song. a little snippet. I tell you what, though, that guitar is something. <laughs> I'm like, okay, then. I'm like, that's kind of cool. It says, me and our, me and the boys from Suspect 8 released our first single, Long Awaited. Out every, it's out everywhere now. Check that it is out. really neat. But I think it's great, like, and and they're very, um, they almost have, like, a nirvana sound to them. They're very na-na-na-na-na-na. Yeah, like, it kind of gave me the feeling of, um, Stone Temple Pilots. Right. Right. It felt more Stone Temple Pilots-y to me. Yeah, and, it, and you know, they're probably, Noah Whelan is probably, like, like paying homage to his dad. And, yeah. And so probably is Slash's son, and, you know, it's it seems like that's a, that's a thing. I just thought it was neat, so I was like, let me talk about that on the podcast. No, it is really, really neat. I mean, I don't know. It's just... Like, I think about Slash is just so cool because he's just Slash. But then when you think about it being Slash Hudson. Right. It kind of sounds like, I don't I know, like what his a real name, name is. Uh, hold on. It's what kinda... is Slash from Guns N' Roses' real name? Oh, my God. According to Wikipedia, 
Guns N' Roses, often abbreviated as GNR, is an American hard rock band from Los Angeles, Soul Hudson. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. His Shut. name is not Soul. Soul Hudson. No wonder he changed his name to Slash. Oh my gosh. Uh, Soul Hudson. Soul. <laughs> oh my gosh. How is that his name? Oh my gosh. Okay. Any old. <laughs> oh well. You're super, still super cool, Slash. It is kind of cool, though. Either way, it, it, I think it's really neat that they're doing that. I actually will check them out because, yeah. you know, I like rock. I like rock and roll, and I would want to check them out just because it's like, how do you put that much? To be fair. I don't offspring together with right. that much talent, like, talented offspring. I'm listening to whatever they put out, like, on, on like, if they post it on Facebook. But I'm not going to hunt them down and listen to it. But Jamie doesn't like anything that is... Not 90s um, R&B? Not anything older than 2004. Like... <laughs> My yeah. my favorite station is ninety eight point one. What is it? What's ninety eight point one? The oldie station. Because they play all our shit, like Madonna and Prince and and all Isn't that. Yeah, it's oh, all eighties music. Is now. that what they say we are now? The oldie station. Yeah, we are the golden oldie station. Shut the front door, girl. The other day I had it on and they were like, "That girl is poison," and I was like, "Oh, I got this on one hundred one hundred point three. And then I looked and I was like, "This is fucking ninety eight point one." Well, speaking another classic, Dolly Parton. Oh, I, I know how much her. you love her. She just tweeted. <laughs> Did she just tweet something? She just tweeted. She's one of the most amazing people I've ever seen in my life. And nobody ever says a bad word about Dolly. Have you ever noticed that? You know why? Because there's not a bad word to say. I know, but I'm just like, everybody has something to criticize about everybody. But for some reason, Dolly Parton's like a fucking saint. Her and Betty White. And Betty White. Yeah, nobody says a bad word about Betty White either. Nope. I mean, and, you sh- and they shouldn't. No. But anyway. So, Dolly Parton, according to the Daily Mail, she's 75 and doesn't have time to be old and admits she'll look as young as her plastic surgeon allows. So, she's found this, and this is according to the Daily Mail from November 12th. It says she's found the secret to youth in the hands of her plastic surgeon. And musical icon Dolly Parton admitted that she doesn't have time to grow old while chatting with another legend, Oprah Winfrey. So, the 75-year-old singer and songwriter is ready to look like a cartoon if that means defeating any form of aging just weeks after revealing she's considering posing in a spread for Playboy magazine. During a sit-down on Apple TV's The Oprah Conversation, Dolly candidly spoke of her desires to gracefully age. As you reach each milestone age, I want to know what impact, if any, does the number have on you, Winfrey asked her. And she said, I don't think about my life in terms of numbers, she said. First of all, I ain't never going to be old because I ain't got time to be old. Yep. I can't stop long enough to grow old. This is what she said. <laughs> that is fantastic. It's so funny because you said that and you, that's what she just tweeted. <laughs> she tweeted the interview. Ring and Newark changed to disarm. Why did he disarm it? That's weird. Um, Let me see. So, yeah, she said, I'll have on the makeup. I'll look as young as my plastic surgeons will allow with the makeup and the lighting and all that. And she said, it's an attitude and you got to shine from within. Sometimes that can make you feel young and make you seem young to other people. I'm like, oh, that's kind of neat. It's a, yeah, she, she just, she just doesn't care. She doesn't. And, you know, she just put out the Christmas music, the, the Christmas album. Did she, oh my God, have you ran out to go get it? Uh, no. Um, but they do have this, uh, cozy, co- cuddle up and cozy down Christmas. It's kind of dirty. Like, it's with her and Michael Buble. 
but it's kind of a dirty song. Oh, and really? she just came out with her new book. Um, it's like my life in lyrics or song stories or story songs. Right. Um, but she she just came out with that. Like, Dolly is on the motherfucking rise. Like, but it goes through phases with Dolly. Like, Dolly's always been big in the gay community. But yeah. it, it goes through phases with Dolly. Like, I've loved Dolly since I was four. Don't get me wrong. Like, I've been, like, steady. That's my girl. Right. But um, she goes through phases. Like, she'll get really, really, really popular. And then she'll fade out a little bit because she'll take a break. And then when she comes back, she just comes back so strong that everybody's like, Dolly. Well, I mean, she's like an icon, too. Yes. So it's like, who the hell's going to be, like, song teller? Fuck That's her. what it's called. The book is called Song Teller. She's just one of those people that... I don't know. I always thought about, and I think I said, I mentioned it before, if there was people that I would ever want to talk to and sit down and be able to talk to, like Joan Jett was one of them, because I remember I was watching her perform. And I know I talked about this on the podcast before. She's just been through so much. She's been around in forever. And there's something about her and the way that she just has this, this confidence in this, but it's a calm, easygoing, like, this is just what I do for fun on a Sunday. And she was in the middle of like thousands of people. And it was like, the weirdest thing, like, you know, some people come out and they just, like, really perform, and you know they're performing. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So, it's like Shinedown came out, and, like, he was doing the, and, like, he was up there, and, like, you know, the main singer, and, I mean, he was just doing his little thing, and it wasn't a total performance, and you could tell there was some, like, choreography and shit. Joan Jett just came out and was like, this is just, hey, it's like I'm in my backyard, and all you people are here, and I'm just doing my thing. Yeah, Pat Benatar's the same way. And, and she's just flawless. And honestly, so is Reuben McIntyre. Like, when I went yeah. to the Reuben McIntyre concert... She came out and sang her songs. There was no, like, big choreographed numbers. There was no costume. It was just, yeah, this is, I'm here. That's just me and my guitar. And, you know, and I think, like, Dolly Parton, now, on the other hand, she's, like, another one that, it's, like, she just did things, and she did it unapologetically, and she just doesn't give a shit. Yep. And, oh, and they were talking about it on this thing. They were talking about um, her and her husband, and they were, like, yeah, well, the husband don't want to have anything to do with the spotlight, blah, 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 and so, like, he just isn't, and then somebody popped up a picture of him and her to get him and them together. Yeah, there's only, like, three or four in existence. Yeah, but this one, they were, like, at a Costco or some shit. Like, it was just so funny, and she she looked like fucking Dolly Parton. And she says most of the time people don't recognize her because she dresses down. She was not dressed down when she was coming out of that goddamn Costco. And she doesn't have blonde hair. Yeah, but she was in wig, and that was Dolly fucking Parton, and she, they were, like, catching her coming out of, like, a BJ's or a Costco or something. It was the funniest shit. With the husband, who looked like a middle-aged, you know, man, and then here she is, and she said, well, most of the time, people just don't recognize me because I wear regular clothes when I'm out, and I don't wear my wig. But she was fucking wearing a wig, and I'm like, how did they not catch the... Like, there's no way Dolly Parton's walking through a Costco looking like Dolly fucking Parton, and nobody's going to be like, oh my I god, there's Dolly I fucking could, Parton. I think I could peg her even without a wig. You think so? Mm-hmm. But she, but she tried to say she doesn't do that. But she looked straight up like Dolly fucking Parton when she walked out. And they were like, and so all these people were like, well, you never see the husband. And then all these people were like, like uploaded pictures of him. So yeah, they, they, do, they've been together, God, 54 years married and, and just happy as a clams and shit, I guess. Yeah. Well, I just think it's kind of neat. Anyway, what you got now? Okay. So it's a little sad, but. Okay. We gotta talk about it, because I read this fucking article, and I was like, what in the entire shit? Okay. So, you know, in Japan, we talked about the suicide forest, where people go to kill themselves. Oh, God, is this this one? Yeah. So, apparently, there is this bridge in Scotland, and dogs just jump. 
Like, they'll be walking with their owners and just jump. Oh, my God. It's called Scotland's Dog Suicide Bridge. <gasps> oh, my God. I know. It's terrible, but it has to be. People need to know about this. This is interesting. This is it. Do we? And this I feel is, hurt. And this is, and I fucking love science.com, so. Oh, is it? So it's, it's like, not like World News Daily Report. Okay. All right, so Scottish dog walkers beware. There is a bridge in West Dunbar, Dumbartonshire that is said to have a peculiar and often fatal effect on pet pooches. What the hell? Who have been unexpectedly, unexpectedly leaping into the gorge below since the 1950s. Oh, God. Like, this has been going on for a minute. And that time, around 50 dogs are said to have met their end beneath this creepy crossing, with some reports estimating that a further 600 of the dogs have miraculously survived. Wow. So only 50 out of the 650 that have jumped. That's a lot of damn dogs. I wonder if it's like a, a weird magnetic thing that makes I don't a know. whistle or something. You know how? So like- it says, built in 1895, the infamous overturn bridge has been nicknamed Dog Suicide Bridge due to its grisly history. But the big question of why is, why do dogs keep throwing themselves off this bridge? Right. Like, why? Unsurprisingly, a number of supernatural theories have been brought forward, with a popular legend crediting there a so-called lady in white, the Lady of Overturn, as the culprit. The ghost is said to belong to the grieving widow of John White, whose father's built whose father built the nearby overturned house. Locals claim to have spotted the mournful specter walking around, walking around the grounds, although this has no... Oh, I should probably put my glasses on. Like, <laughs> yeah, let's it. try to put your glasses Why on. Why can't I see this? Because <laughs> I can't fucking see it. Locals claim to have spotted the mournful specter walking around grounds, although what it, what it has to do with dogs is still a mystery. And why it might cause them to jump deep into the gorge is not clear. The current right. the current current occupant of the house, Bob Hill, has offered a more realistic explanation, telling the New York Times that the scent of animals scurrying in the gorge beneath the bridge is enticing to dog for dogs to jump off and inadvertently give chase to them. Oh my! The dogs catch the scent of mink, pine matron, martens, and some of the mammals, and they will jump on on the wall off the bridge. Just to get to these things. Right. So, mink produces a particularly strong scent, which it does, owing to their spectacular anal glands. <laughs> They're spectacular. <laughs> spectacular anal I glands. I, too, have spectacular anal glands. <laughs> so, that's what this guy thinks. Um, but basically, it's still a mystery as to why. It's a 50-foot drop, by the way. Um, why these dogs are just, like, jumping off this bridge. Like, first of all, have your dog on a fucking leash. Yeah, like, how is it so, I mean, they, okay, first of all, if you live there, you know damn well what they say about that bridge. There's no way around 650 dogs jumped off that fucking thing. And y'all don't know about your, you know, about it. So it's like, why do you keep bringing your dogs on there without a leash? Here's the bridge, lassie. Let me take you off your leash. I know. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, leash your dogs and clean up their poop. Yeah, like, I'm not understanding, like, why you would allow that. You know what I mean? Like, it, it doesn't make any sense why you would bring your dog on that damn bridge. If you love your dog, like, I wouldn't put my dog anywhere near that damn bridge. Me either. Nowhere near that bridge. Lenny, you're not going to Scotland. 
No. Well, Elaine's doing this thing lately now, and I've been posting it on Facebook, but she, like, scrunches up her dog bed and then sleeps on it in precarious sort of situation, like, like, this ways. Like, right now it's not too bad, but this morning she had it so scrunched up that, like, only, like, most of, like, her ass was, like, falling off the back of it. And she has it all, like, scrunched up and... She, like, messes with it and, like, scratches at it until she moves it around where she wants it. And then she just lays on top of it. Of the huddled mess. It's like this huddled mess of a dog bed. And she lays on top of it. Well, it's her shit. She's like, I'll do what I want. You're not supposed to be. I know. Oh, my. She just cracks me up, though. But another person that kind of cracks me up. And this is a little bit, like, this is a little tiny bit political, but not too much. That's okay. Because I, you do that and I'll segue into my political one. Okay. That's funny. Well, I mean, I can do that one, or I can talk about the the Las Vegas woman. Either one. They're both kind of sad. But anyway, this one's, like, really weird. And it was from the Police Tribune. Mm-hmm. That's who, like, who it is or whatever, um, who did it. And it was by Holly Mackin on November 11th. So, there's... I make no bones about it, but I think Portland is becoming a sex fucking pool out there. They oh, just yeah. allow them to be like, okay, it's cool for you to walk around with, like, drugs and shit, right? Right. And I kind of get it to a certain extent, because so, these people don't need to be in so prison. They need help, but... Cocaine is legal in Oregon, but, um, straws aren't. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I just feel like it's so fucking backwards out there. It's like, you know, we understand that you know, heroin use and things like, it, it's such a big problem and our people are dying all the time. And I do understand that they don't need to be in prison. They don't need to be in jail for prison and, you know, for that. But at the same time, it's like, you don't set the the bar for other children to see that, right, well, it's okay if I can okay. have a little bit, they're not going to arrest me for it. You know what I mean? And then you've got all these fucking people out there, these fucking left-wingers that are like, just and then taking when they, over. when their drug and their opiate uses go up, yeah, and their deaths go up, go up, and then they're it's like, going then to what? be like, "Fuck, that's dumb." And so it's like, why is so this happening? We'd like to congratulate the war, you know, Oregon and defeating the war on drugs. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're like by to, not defeating, they basically put in the they, they we, wave we the are, white flag. We congratulate the drugs in Oregon for winning the war on drugs, on drugs right? And I'm like, so, but this is the thing, right? So they end up having this person that they call the Portland Commissioner, right? And it sounds absolutely freaking ridiculous. Um, And she's ridiculous. So basically, this is what it reads. Portland City Commissioner Joanne Hardesty. And I'm telling you, she looks like she's turning into a zombie. I just want you to understand. This woman, I didn't even realize she was a woman. I mean, I don't know what what she is. Yeah, she she looks very emaciated. Uh, Not only emaciated, but I don't know. Does that look like a woman to you? Like, it's hard to tell. Does it say it's a woman? It's Joanne Hardesty. Is her name ish? I don't know. Oh, Maybe. you know who she reminds me of? Hmm. Have you ever seen the movie Pet Cemetery? The original Pet Cemetery. The sister is all twisted up, and her oh, face is all sunken yeah, in, and she's yeah. like, "Rachel." Yes, she reminds oh, me of the creepy. black version yeah. of her. Well, it says Joanne Hardesty allegedly went ballistic on a Portland Lyft driver earlier this month, resulting in the driver canceling her ride and ordering her to get out of his vehicle. But Hardesty refused to exit the car and called 911 to have police intercede, according to the Oregonian. So Hardesty is notoriously anti-police and has led the charge in Portland to defund Portland Police Bureau. Oh, yeah. Thanks to Hardesty's efforts, Portland has defunded um, PPB by $15 million so far, and she's pushing to further defund the police by another $18 million. So it's like... Yeah, they... Oh, my they God, you de- fucking nutbag. They want to defund the police until they need the police. Until they need them, Right. So, 
The commissioner has also accused police of starting fires during the months-long rioting as an excuse to attack community members, but her history didn't stop her from calling the police on an emergency line to try to settle her dispute with the Lyft driver. The six-year-old Lyft driver, Richmond Frost, said he was provided over 18,000 rides to customers over the four years he's been working for the company. Change the home mode. I don't, sorry, Bruce is doing something to our ring cameras. I don't know what he's doing. Frost said he had no idea Hardesty was a city commissioner when she requested to be picked up from the Ilani Casino Resort in Ridgefield on November 1st, the Oregonian reported. He said he had just... Okay, honey, I see that. <laughs> I'm trying to podcast, sweetheart, and you keep sending me information about our ring cameras. Okay, love you. <laughs> anyway, he said he had just dropped off another customer in Vancouver when a request for a ride came from Joanne. Frost accepted the request and headed about 25 miles north. So she paid for a 25 miles north ride. It kind of went south from there, he says. He, she wasn't happy. She didn't understand where I was. He ultimately figured out Hardesty was standing outside a sign entrance and went to her location, but the city commissioner was clearly upset that he didn't know where she was in the first place. Is, is it our boss? Okay. Hey. Okay, so anyway, the whole the whole thing that just drives me crazy, it's like this woman is like, not only does she want to defund the police, and it's fine. If your position is, this is where I feel we need to be. I want to defund the police, blah, blah, blah. You know, this is how I want things to be. I want people to be able to carry around drugs and everything. You better not call them unless somebody's trying to break down your fucking door because you need something. You don't fucking call them because you don't like the Lyft driver. And he right. didn't come to your entrance. Like, I mean, she it's almost like she wants the power and, you know, she's abusing her power right. in a way. And that's the thing. It's, it's, um... I, I don't want the police the police until I need them. Like Well, and I think like, you know, to a certain extent, defunding the police doesn't necessarily mean they don't want the police, but you know, they figure they can, you know, direct funds to other places. That's what they keep saying, right? I truly believe that a lot of these some of these people feel that way and some of them want the new to do whatever the fuck they want to do. Right. And they feel like they're winning against the man and all that kind of stuff. But it is what it is. I mean, it, it's how they feel. But it's like she even goes on to say, do you even know who I am? Oh. She pulls that one. Do you even like, know who I am? Yeah. And she doesn't even have, she doesn't even, she's not exactly like a political person anyway. They put her there because she like, you know, doesn't shut the fuck up most of the time. So it's just kind of interesting where she was like, do you even know who I am? And everything. So she's kind of like bullying this guy and then calls the police on him. But yet she doesn't want the police to really exist that much. It's just. The whole fucking thing is just really, really outrageous. This whole, like, I understand the premise of the defunding the police. Yeah, now, now, I understand you, what some of them are like, saying. We discussed sure. at the beginning of that that I'm, yeah. I'm very democratic. Yeah. Um, I think it's stupid. Yeah, I think, no, it, I I think it's fucking stupid. I think, if anything, we should give them more training like and more they, ways to deal with escalated situations. Training, and I feel like if they want to bring mental health people into it, then they need to train these mental health people. Mm-hmm. They also should have to go to the through the academy to see mm-hmm. what these people, these policemen go mm-hmm. through. Like, I think that sure they you know put mental health in there, but make them people who have mental health degrees who also become officers. Right. I don't know. I just kind of think you know. I was kind of discussing. Um, you know, we have you know quite a few police officers. And people in law enforcement, like, within my family and stuff. Right. So, 
I kind of had discussed, like, because we went through, like, this this most recent one where the guy came out with a knife and all that stuff. I mean, that he was just, so sad. Oh, God. The whole thing was so sad. I, I can't even imagine. Mother, On both sides of it. The mother right. saw it. You know, the police are like, you and know. the mother was screaming, please don't, please don't shoot him. Please don't oh, shoot him. Oh, it was just awful. But, um, and I was just thinking, I was like, like, isn't there other ways that we could handle it? You know, like, what about rubber bullets or something like that? You know, and they were like, no, like, that doesn't work because, well, first of all, it's a funding issue. And, like, how many things. They didn't even have the funding for tasers because they started defunding them. So what they did was instead of them defunding them in a way, they defunded what they needed to not be so lethal. So that was pretty shitty. And I'm like, you know, there's just, there's dire consequences, all that. And now they're even going so far as to, like, I think it was out in Arizona. I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast before or not, where, you know, if they come out and there's like a um, standoff and there's somebody in the house. And it's not, like, an imminent, like, they know that they may have to use deadly force, but they know, like, okay, for instance, um, it's only that person in the house and they're refusing to come out. They leave. They leave now. Oh. They don't wait and they get them, like, they get them another time. Like, so if they have hostages, if they can get the hostages out and it's just him uh, or it's just this person left, they leave. And, like, in one case, they were saying um, they came out and there was, like, um, one of their roommates was on meth or something. And he was all messed out and he was pissed off at them and he was in the house and he was like um, just trashing everything, their plates, their cups, all kinds of stuff. So they came out and they called and were like, you know, he's completely irrational. He's like going through our apartment, busting up everything, da 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 Well, when they got out there, he barricaded himself in that apartment and wouldn't come out. So they were like, okay, well, we'll see you later. Because he wasn't an immediate threat anymore. And they knew because of his situation, because of what was wrong with him. He'd eventually come down. He was going to come out. It was going to become a deadly force issue. And then here they are. They're going to be, oh, you know, you're doing the wrong fucking thing all over again. So they fucking left. So now people are like, you just fucking left. And they're like, what the fuck did you think we were going to do? And they said, the community has said over and over again, they do not want us using deadly force. What did you think we were supposed to do? Right. They were no longer a threat. There's got to be a happy medium somewhere. And one day we'll find There isn't one. There isn't one. So I thought this was kind of interesting in the fact that she's just, she uses her position. She's in a place where she wants to defund the police. She's also using her position to make it okay for, right. you know, drugs to be okay out there. And it's like, what kind of fucking cesspool is Oregon becoming anyway? And it's like, oh my God. It's like, I worry about this goddamn country. I really fucking do. Yeah. So anyway, I thought that was pretty interesting. And I just had to bring that up. I'm like, talk about hypocrite one oh fucking one. Okay. So I got, um, I got something about the news. And, and, and it's a little political. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> so Fox News, Tucker Carlson has to apologize for his dead man voting sores. <laughs> this one's pretty funny. So Fox News host Tucker Carlson apologized Friday for the, one, of his fa- one of his fake news stories that a dead man had voted in Georgia. He admitted he was absolutely wrong and that it, was a, it wasn't the dead veterans. It was actually the dead veterans widow who voted in Georgia and oh not her late husband. So Georgia officials tracked down the vote that Carlson milked on his show as he claimed it was illegal and the cast and cast by World War veteran um, James Bellick of Covington, who died in 2006. Carlson was parroting a Trump campaign. um, You know, all that shit he's still in. Um, Mr. Bellick was a mailman for 33 years until he passed away in 2006. Fourteen years later, according to the state records, he was still mailing things in. Carlson said snidey as he opened his, this program Thursday. Oh, he said it all snidely. Mm. Um, James Bellock cast the ballot in last week's election, but it was Bollock's widow who registered to vote as Mrs. James E. Bollock Jr. who cast the ballot, 
And she signed that envelope the exact way that she um, signed the ballot. Mm -hmm. So it was legal. And it's the same way on her voter's registration card. Mm -hmm. This is, she's just old school. Right, right. So, um, this is exactly how she signed her name when she voted in the November 3rd general election. They said in in a statement, Angus Belloc told Atlanta's 11 Alive TV, which was the first correct, she was the first to correct the fake story. He's not voting. He didn't vote it. It was me. (laughs) (laughs) Belloc said she voted for the Democrats for Biden, adding, I guess you could, could say I voted against the other one, really. Um, I, I voted against the other one. <laughs> she said, Carl, he said, Carlson, Carlson finally fessed up, but tried to be perky about it and make it cute. We've got some good news tonight and an apology, he said. One of the people who voted in last week's election isn't dead. James Bollock is still dead. We, we told you about him, but it, it was his wife who voted. She voted as Mrs. James Bollock. It's old fashioned and we missed it. Oh, my God. And then so Tucker Carlson's on there saying that. Oh, my God. He still insisted, though, that a whole bunch of dead people did vote. But he can't find any proof of it. I know. Well, see, that's the thing, though. I mean, as much as, um, I don't know. My poor dad is absolutely going to just, I mean, my dad is a diehard Democrat. My brother is a diehard Republican. And I'm kind of like a Republican, but I'm left-leaning Republican, if that makes sense, right? So I'm not like some super conservative Republican or anything, but I'm like, you know, I just believe everybody should get up and go to work. You know what I mean? In a way, you know? And then there's some ideals I won't get into. It's like, who needs to do that right now on a funny-ass podcast? But like, if my dad was to hear me actually say out loud, I'm a Republican... Oh yeah. Oh, he would lose his entire Your mom shit was on so me. Funny. She was like, he has lost his shit on yeah, me. Yeah, she was. Because remember, you told me about the yes, time he has lost, lost his, his entire shit on and me. And your mom said, I made him call her, and I made him apologize to her because he should never ever talk to her like that, especially in front of her kids. And I made her call his kids, her kids, and apologize. And he did. And he uh, was like, I'm sorry for being stupid. Right. That's what he did. And I was, but at that point, I had not told him that I am Democrat. I only said there was. Uh, there were certain things I liked about Trump and there were certain things I liked about Biden, but I didn't really want Biden only because he had been around for 47 years. And I, I, you know what I mean? I just, I wanted something else. But then I was like, you know what? They both fucking suck. Right. You know? And my dad thought that meant I was voting for Trump, which I did. I actually did vote for Trump. I didn't want Biden. I voted for Trump. That's who I did. But same point. I'm like, he's such a fucking chauvinist fucking pig. This is the best we can fucking do. You know what yeah, I mean? And now, like, and now he's like just being petty. I and did you see the press oh conference? Wait, the way he did with he did Como. No, but you know, I did see, which I did like, was that he's making the vaccine free to every all the people that need it. Right. Which right. I was like, wow, like that's kind of not, I mean, because so there's certain things on both sides of the camp that they do well. Right, right, it is. And that's and, why I'm leftward leaning, because I, I'm very um I've always said, like, um, um, like, what am I? I'm fiscally conservative, but I'm liberal when it comes to social programs. Like, I feel like we're the best country in the world. We should have the things that we need, you know? But you got to go to fucking work. Like, people got to work. So, me and Paco were watching that. That whole press conference. And Paco's, like, sitting and scrolling through his phone, and I'm thumbing through my book. And I'm, like, I'm I'm listening to him on the TV, and I was like, wow, look at him really, really reading the teleprompter. Like, he sounds very eloquent. He sounds like... But he sounds like he's reading the teleprompter, too, though. But it's better than him just spewing whatever he wants to spew. And then as soon as I said that, he was, he was like, oh, he went off to the He racist. was like, well, no, 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 he was like, he was like, first of all, um, everybody's getting the vaccine. 
It's coming out in April. Everybody's getting it except for New York. And the reason why New York is No! Like, <laughs> he did not. I didn't hear that part. Oh, my it's God. Like, he's like, because... Um, except for New York. Because your, your governor doesn't want you to take it because he doesn't trust this administration. And a bunch of people are going to die. And he's probably going to get some bad press. And like... <laughs> oh, my God. Went completely petty weight. And I was like, there he is. Well, you know what? Somebody actually posted something. All right. See, I, you know what? We just can't help ourselves. But you know what? Somebody posted something. I didn't know if I kept it or not. But it was really funny. And it was Kamala Harris stating, I just, I'm paraphrasing at this point. Apparently 10 months ago, she said, I would not get a shot from this, from this administration. I would not take a vaccine from this administration. But then like a couple of weeks ago, it was like, we all have to take the vaccine so we can do things together. Right. Yeah. So it was like, and it, they put it up there and I was like, oh shit, they got her dead to rights. And then it was like a fact finding. She did say yeah. it. So I was and like, you did say it. There's a lot of people that don't trust the administration. They don't. Yeah. They for, don't trust for, it. For yeah. good reason. Like, yeah, there's you know, some reasons. Yeah. He had, a, he disbanded the, the pandemic task force. And then anybody who disagreed with him, he fired. Like, he's crazy I, I can't you know to be honest with you I can't even speak on that part but I thought that was that was pretty interesting um but yeah I don't know I mean it is funny that he does kind of get, except except for New York when I think of him going off the rails I think of it being um the Saturday Night Live with version Alec with Alec Baldwin yeah so like and I just picture it in his voice but um there's another person that went off the rails and now everybody wants her to do her time Oh, that fucking bitch. And that is Amber motherfucking Heard. Right. Just moving right along here. So now, apparently, there is a petition to remove Amber Heard from Aquaman, too. Justice for Donnie Depp. Yes, and it has over 900,000 signatures. And I'm like, oh, my God, people they are fucking, not having her. People they, fucking love Johnny Depp. They do they love, love Johnny Depp. Depp. Like, they love Keanu Reeves. They do. Like, if not more, maybe, in no, some ways. No, no. You don't think it could be more than... Absolutely not. <laughs> You're like, don't you dare say such a thing. No, Keanu but, Reeves is an American fucking treasure. Oh, <laughs> did you know I found out something about Keanu Reeves? <laughs> fucking American treasure. We're up and coming American treasure. We are. But he's I found, royalty. I found out something about Keanu Reeves. <laughs> what is that? In 1999, he had a girlfriend. Um, I, I cannot remember her name. It started with an S. Uh-huh. And they had a child together. Oh, and yeah. the child was born stillborn. Yes, and then didn't and she then die she too? died like three months after. Mm-hmm. And the reporter said, um, "What do you think happens when we die?" And Keanu Reeves, in his Keanu Reeves best, said, "The people we leave behind miss us." Oh, and I'm like, "Oh my God, come here, let me suck your." <laughs> no, no, I didn't say that. I didn't say that because you know I love Paco, but it's, it is Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Paco's like. This, this right here, you making those comments on the podcast? This. No, he this doesn't. This is why your ass is so hot. Like, when we were going to um, New Kids on the Block, and I was like, I might leave you for Donnie Wahlberg, and he was like, I'd leave me for Donnie, Wah- Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, apparently, according to this uh, petition, they have 900,000 signatures. Right. And and it's, you know, Amber Heard, she played a good part in Aquaman. I'm not going to lie. Like, I liked her character. I liked that. But it's it's, like... Really, she tried to fuck up, and she got caught in her lies. Let her live her life. Let's move on. Like, why do we have to punish everybody so extensively? Just move on. I mean, they were like, a toxic couple to each other. Right, and whether or in not general. she plays, she revises her role in Aquaman or not, does not affect my life directly. It doesn't affect your life directly. That woman is a fictional character along with Aquaman. Well, a lot of what they're saying, though, is that you should take it seriously. And what she did was she tried to just, like, she tried to own his career, which she has done in a lot of ways. 
And she took out a whole page saying that she was a domestic abuse victim. And she's like, we need to take that serious. Oh, yeah. Well, these people are saying we need to take that serious because it is fucking serious. Yeah, she's a big old liar head. Yeah, she we is a big old fat liar. We need to take that serious. And we can boycott so the like, movie. Well, no. And we, we, as Americans, have a choice to see that movie or to not see that movie. But it's right. going to be really hard to not see that movie because Aquaman is Jason Momoa. No, I know. But and it he's says, shirtless. And it's, you know what? Get rid of Amber Heard. Get rid of her. Because I don't want to miss it. Well, you can go, but you'll be a fucking traitor's bitch to I, all these I people. I don't want to miss Jason Momoa's nipples. <laughs> this is with the... <laughs> Jesus Christ. With the petition nearly reaching one million signatures, it's clear that Depp has many supporters who want to see her face the same fate as Depp. Interestingly, Warner Brothers has say over both the Harry Potter franchise and the DC Extended Universe. Though Heard recently reshot her scenes for the Snyder Cut of Justice League, Warner Brothers could eventually decide to ask her to step down from Aquaman 2. Well, you know what else is funny, too, about her? She gives a fuck at what these people think. She does Like, she's nasty. She's like, oh, well, how's it feel to want? And I'm still here. Like, she said something. And I don't know where it is, but she said it. That's what's going to get her going. Well, she her, did. She actually made a thing saying, you know, like, oh, well, you know what I mean? Like, you guys think you're going to get rid of me, but you see I'm still here. She said something along the lines and, of that. And that cockiness, I'm paraphrasing. that cockiness is what's going to get her. But that's kind of what also brings to the front that it's like, you don't realize people are upset because, you know, you, you said all these things about a beloved person, right? Right. And, you know, we he, see he what forced, you've done. He was forced to leave the Pirates of Caribbean. You know, yeah, franchises, franchise. and they just made him remove. They they got removed from Harry Potter, the new Harry Potter yeah, movie. Yeah, he, he the um the Fantastic Beast. Yeah, was, two or something. And I don't think that's fair. I don't no. think that's fair at all. It isn't. It's like why is he getting removed from all these things? But and she's now not. he just has to rely on Tim Burton for the rest of his life. Oh my god! You know what? It's not like that motherfucker has to work. He really does. at this point. I mean, really somebody's really got to be able to do something. Oh, I gotta get this World News Daily report in. Okay, where the facts don't matter. <laughs> Man plans to sue Amazon for $23 million after Alexa revealed to his wife that he was having an extramarital affair. A North Carolina businessman is planning to sue the multinational technology company, Amazon, for an impressive $23 million after his virtual assistant, Alexa, revealed that his wife, to his wife, that he was having an extramarital affair. Oh, and it gets better. Oh, Lord. Ralph Siemens... 47. Really? Yes. Siemens. 47, a successful Rayleigh software software entrepreneur, came back from work last September to an empty house after his wife had filed for divorce divorce and left with all their belongings. The wife's attorney, Jeffrey Smith, claimed that the client learned of her husband's extramarital affair after Alexa, the virtual assistant, AI technology developed by Amazon, had told her so. My client has, has had several in-depth conversation with Alexa in which she revealed <laughs> to my client at her hus- that her husband was entertaining an affair with their housemaid, Eduardo. At- Attorney Jeffrey Smith told the press, I am a, and, he, and homeboy was like, right. I am a God-fearing Christian and I'm not a homosexual, nor a Satan-worshipping sodomite. And if I was, <laughs> if Satan I was, worshiping sodomite. I would probably choose to have an I have anal sex with someone better looking than my 65-year-old housemate, Eduardo. Siemens told the press, visibly frustrated by the accusations. Mm. Eduardo Ramirez, 65, the family dom- the family's domestic, <laughs> contradic- oh, contradicted the defendant's version during his testimony and added that he was shocked by the precision of the description given by Alexis of his affair with the plaintiff's husband. 
Alexa knew about everything. The sex games we played with bananas, cucumbers, and even the neighbor's dog. Shut up. (laughs) Oh, Lord. It's like she had been spying on us the whole time. I'm so ashamed, Ramirez told the judge in court, visibly embarrassed. A similar lawsuit was filed against Amazon in 2016 when a woman was allegedly warned by Alexa that her husband was having a sexual relation with several of their kitchen appliances. (laughs) (laughs) But was eventually dismissed by the judge who explained that sexual relations with home appliances could not be treated as the same as adultery. And that's it. I love how they just abruptly end it. They always do. They always do. But that is our World News Daily Report with facts oh don't matter. Oh my gosh. And yet they still don't realize that we are amazing. To right. Them. So if you have ever had sex with a kitchen appliance, please <laughs> write us in at straightfromthenet at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Straight From The Net. And you can find me on Twitter. I'm Jamie at Straight From The Net. You can jump in my twat box. And we're on all the major, major um, platforms. Yeah, social media platforms, and we're on a bunch of other cool platforms that Danielle's going to tell you about. I can't, you know what? Just saying, real quick, we need to. If we, we're going to do better with our social media. Like we, we really suck at it at this point. I think. I mean, we post some stuff, but we could do better. So we're going to. Twenty twenty one is going to be our year. I just it's want you to know. Super like totes busy. And yeah, we are totes busy, but um, yeah, we want to do a little bit better. But in the meantime, we are on daytime New York radio. That's right. New York daytime radio. Can you fucking believe these people let us be on the radio in New York City? <laughs> or up in New York. Actually, not New York City. Up in New York in Hudson like Valley. Buffalo. <laughs> no, but it's, hey, that's a lot of people up there in Hudson Valley. So, uh, anyway, so we want to do is to a shout out to the WMLD. You can catch us every Wednesday at 1 o'clock. And if you miss it, it's fine. You can catch us again on Saturday at 7 o'clock for the replay. replay. And if you miss that, it's cool because we're going to upload that very episode on Sundays to our major platforms and it's SoundCloud is our mothering uh, platform and then Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iPodcast, iTunes, Stitcher and Google Play Music and we are still working on the iHeartRadio. God, I hope so soon. I anyway, know. Y'all. So y'all make good choices. Okay, In the bye. meantime, bye.